When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Matt D'Elia is Confused. My guest this week goes by D Marble online. His name is Daryl Marble and he is a renowned flat earther. He believes the earth is flat and not round. Flat earthers or the flat earther movement has grown uh, in the in in recent years, and there was a recent documentary about uh, the 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 movement um, and the community in general on Netflix uh, called Behind the Curve, and there's just a lot in the news now about flat earthers. Again, obviously, this is not a new theory. But for whatever reason, uh, in this sort of conspiracy age, flat earthers have had a resurgence. And I've been trying to talk to one for a long time. They're hard to pin down. Even Daryl. Daryl uh, was also hard to pin down, but he, he was receptive. He just – it was hard for us to finally get together. Uh, and, and, and talk, but I'm happy we did. Daryl, I mean, look, obviously I don't agree with him. I know the earth is not flat. I know the earth is round. However, I really, 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 really like Daryl. He was really, really, really nice. And I just wanted to know what he thinks. I don't want to, I didn't want to argue with him because as I told him, by the end of the hour, hour and a half, however long we were going to talk, neither one of us was going to win a potential argument. So I didn't want to do that at all. I thought we wouldn't get anywhere. I find flat earthers fascinating. And I really, I, I really just wanted to get inside his mind or try to, to try to figure out exactly why anyone, how anyone could ever think this. All that being said, I really appreciate Daryl's time. He's actually a very busy dude, and uh, I'm very grateful for him being so open. He 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 is very very open with me, very honest. And 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 again, I want to thank him, and thank you guys for listening. This is my conversation with D Marble. Okay. Marbles is here with me on uh, Matt D'Elia is Confused. Daryl, thank you so much for being here uh, as a guest. I'm excited to talk to you. It's been a long time coming. 
We were trying to get you on the show for a while, um, and you got a busy schedule, so we appreciate you fitting us in. Yeah, it's been a little spotty lately, but uh, yeah, hey, thanks for reaching out. Uh, glad to be on. Thanks for, for having me, man. For sure, yeah. And we just talked about this a little bit before we started, but do you call yourself a flat earther? I mean, is that like the is there a, a term that you don't like that you do like? Like, how does that work? Well, uh, it, it's kind of too late for me at this point. I, <laughs> I started off flat earther, so I'm just gonna okay, you know, yeah. Continue. Okay, then flat earther it is. Down that road. If I were to start over now, yeah. I would label myself globe denier. Globe denier. I, that's actually way cooler. I like that better for sure, actually. Yeah, because the, the whole title of flat earther has gotten such a stigma. Like, like society's been programmed for so long that as soon as you hear the words flat earth, I mean, it's like most people's brain cuts off like, you know we're on a globe, right? I yeah. mean, there's pictures and all that. So right, they'll right, start right. to argue immediately yeah. as soon as they hear the words flat earth. But if you, you know, use globe denier, globe skeptic, helioskeptic, mm. um, you know, titles like that, you're just, you know, a person, you're not a flat earther but per se, mm-hmm. but you're more someone who questions the globe model. So if I could start over, I would start over with a different title. Uh, for sure. Globe denier. That's, All right, let's do pro, that then. Let's stick with that. To the, pro tip to the to the newcomers to this thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, globe denier then, not flat earther for for now at least. Uh, so um, what 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 I was saying before, I I feel like the best way to do this is, regardless of my disagreement with you, I'm not interested in that because I've heard the arguments a hundred times. Nobody's ever going to come to the same point. It's not like we're going to argue to the point of agreement for you or for me. And I'm not even interested in that anyway. I mean, that's just generally my approach. But what I am interested in is there's a few things. There's like the community at large, the globe denying uh, community. And then there's obviously you and I've seen a lot of your videos. And I just want to kind of approach it from a, a more macro place so I can see how you f- like came, came into the you found sort of um, maybe a community or you came into this belief. Because as you know, when we go to school, there's no alternative to believing that it's the, the earth is round. You know what I'm saying? So how did you, I guess to start, how did you arrive at this kind of belief system? If that's what you want to call it. And, and what was that process like for you? Was it like you had to get out of thinking one way or like, what, what was that like for you? No, I I remained rather flexible Mm. with the whole idea of, uh, you know, believing in the globe anyway. I mean, I hadn't heard of flat earth, but, you know, I always felt like there were some things about um, the the globe model that didn't really make sense to me. You know, I like sit and think about these things like, okay, if the earth is actually moving through the universe, why do we keep seeing the same stars every night? I mean, it was just, just just questions like that would pop up in my head a long time ago and I wouldn't really give it a whole lot of thought. Mm. And I, I just move on to something else because society is set up to keep us too busy to think about these things. Mm. I mean, besides we were already taught, you were already taught about cosmology. You already taught the globe model. So you should understand this. So why are you questioning it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of the, the vibe um, that that's put out. And uh, I mean, we suffer a lot of persecution uh, from society for sure for going against the grain like that. But yeah, I, I got started, you know, just like any other person. I, I was a believer in the globe or at least I hadn't questioned it yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I got into 
um, what what people call conspiracy theories. I like to call um, you know more an alternative, non-mainstream story about you know actual events. Like, okay, the official story is this according to the mainstream media, and then there's other information that they might have left out. So I like to look into things like that. And the first thing I was exposed to was nine eleven. Mm which kind of hit home because I was, you may know, um, may or may not, but I, I actually did a year in Iraq. Oh, okay. So, and I was, I was a soldier. I was at Fort Lewis, um, when nine 11 happened, Shit. you know, I remember that. I remember being, you know, it taking a while to get back on the post because the gates were locked down because they were searching every vehicle just in case somebody had, it was, it was crazy wow. uh, being here at that time. And I remember getting back to my unit. I was in an infantry unit, dude. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right I on the front line there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And these guys, they are front line ready to go. They're like, who did it? Right. Who right, did right. it? Let's go right now. Like, so you know, if it had they deployed, I would have deployed right along with them. Wow. So, uh, you know, a little, little side story there. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So outside of that, um, you know, I got out of the army, uh, in 2008 and, uh, I had a little, little time in between, um, you know, getting out of the army and finding the job that I'm at now. I've been at the, my current job for about 10 years Okay. and, um, almost 11 years now, but between that time, you know, I had a, about maybe a eight to 10 month period and I started to look into nine 11. Mm. The first thing that I saw was Michael Moore's Fahrenheit nine 11. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I watched that and I mean, some of those things made sense and, you know, th th there was this platform called YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard of it by now. Yeah. <laughs> that had just shown up on the internet a few years ago. Let me go on and see if anybody's got any information about that. And mm -hmm. man, I, I ended up going down that rabbit hole and just seeing how, you know, just, just stuff that just doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, these buildings fell at free fall speed. That doesn't make any sense. Um, people have zoomed in and seen the explosions from the sides of the buildings coming out and all that. And then there's tower seven, you know? Yeah. It, it was, it, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with a lot to assimilate and, you know, be, being deployed, I mean, it, it changes you mm. being away, being away from civilization for, for that long or being in a war zone mm. or a combat zone for that long. I mean, even if you don't see combat, there are still situations that can cause, you know, a degree of stress. Plus you always got to be ready for it anyway. That's got to be enough of a thing exactly. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so there was that, you know, but. I, I looked deeply into nine eleven and I was I was sold. Like it, it took me a while to digest the whole the whole idea that, you know, our government could be the bad guys. Right. I hadn't even considered it until until then. Then I just started looking at a lot of other stuff that just didn't make sense. The you know, different uh mass shootings mm. uh that that turned out to be somewhat hoaxes. Um you know, different false flag events from the past and, uh, you know, different, different ways that the U S has provoked other countries into war, 
in order for you know to, for for profit, man. You right. Know, these wars devised by old men to get rich by sending young men to to do their fighting for them, and it it, it just it bothered me. Mm. You know, so 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 nine eleven really stuck with me for for a few different reasons, but <laughs> there mm-hmm. was that conspiracy theory which right. led me to a lot of other stuff, and by the time I came across my first flat Earth video, it was nowhere near far fetched for me to believe that the government might be lying about this also right 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 we may have been deceived about this also because this was bs that was bs that was a false flag the government was infecting these people in this area without their knowing they were doing this they were doing that so i didn't i'd already lost trust for the upper echelons of authority if you you know yeah 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 for sure yeah so by the time I got to Flat Earth, it's like the idea that NASA would deceive people about where we are, you know, because they're in league with with the government and all those, you know, the secret societies and all that. Um, you know, it, yeah, it wasn't it didn't seem too far fetched at all at that point. Like, yeah, they would lie about that. Right, right, right. So, so it, it, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. What I was going to ask is. Um, was there when you first started to kind of come upon the 9-11 stuff, if we're going to start there, because I think that's a good entry point, because I remember I was in New York during 9-11. I was very close. And um, I remember it was just chaos and confusion. And I mean, there's a million stories like that out there, so I don't need to get into it. But I distinctly remember my being there in that chaos. I, I, I remember I remember that documentary Loose Change that I saw on, on YouTube like a couple of years after uh, 9-11. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And oh, man. I, I remember that being like this sort of – I remember sort of – I at the time actually thought some of that stuff. I, 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 I don't agree with you about that stuff, but that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm going with this was that I, I thought it was a – it made me ask so many fucking questions that it got my mind going in a way that was like, holy shit, the walls are closing in, whatever you, however, whatever term you want to use. I'm curious if like, did you, was there like a community of 9-11 truthers that sort of, or that led you towards finding more things that they thought too? Or was this like you were on your own finding shit? Yeah. Yeah, I was totally on my own. Right, right, right. I, I was at the point where I wouldn't, I, I didn't really want to talk to anybody about this stuff because I didn't, I was still searching. I was still trying to, um, you know, find my way with all this new information. Sure, know, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, no, I didn't, I, I was pretty much solo. Right, right, right. Because I know with the with the globe denial, I, I there is a community that I'm somewhat yeah. aware of. And yeah. I've seen like footage of the conventions and stuff like that. I know there's a documentary out about it. I haven't seen it, but um, I, is there, <clears throat> is that a community that you consider yourself a part of or do, are you sort of like, you know that they exist and you're obviously you agree with them, but is it like you're not really associated? Like, how does that work? I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that because it's a small section of society where you guys believe in this. And, and I feel like, 
there's a lot of, I don't even know if this is the word, this is the word that's coming to me. I don't know if it's the right word, camaraderie or something, agreement about yeah. something. So it, yeah. is that a, gr- a community that you're a part of? Yeah. As a matter of fact, yes, yes, it is. Um, I'm, I'm considered one of the more, uh, uh, recognized yeah. in the flat earth community. Um, you know, like it or like it or not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my um my experience has been mm-hmm. with this that i mean these are just regular people yeah you know like is i mean they're they're people who've who've gotten degrees and all that for in sure yeah fields. they're nurses doctors lawyers there's there's scientists there's former pilots i mean you know you name it it's there's a flat earther yeah. that does it more than likely, but be, being that we're with this normal group of people mm-hmm. made up of this this vast vast array of uh you know cultures ethnicities different uh you know working classes and all that we can still agree on this one thing mm-hmm. and come together away from society because I talked to you a little bit about the you know, the kind of persecution that we yeah. receive or that society has been programmed to throw at flat earthers because, you know, you can subscribe to any ideology, any ideology out there. You can, I mean, you name it, it's okay. And if you attack certain groups, there's usually someone that comes to the aid of that group some way, shape, or form, except for flat earthers, (laughs) except for flat earthers. uh, As soon as someone in society says that the earth is flat, you can expect them to be attacked openly with no problem, like no other group of people. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Why, why do you think that is having been on the other side of it? Like, I mean, that, that is something that I actually see too. Cause I mean, if someone wants to vehemently disagree with you about it, mm-hmm. you can do that with any other ideology, as you're saying, but there's this insane, it's like a way bigger, I don't know if stigma is the right word, it probably is, about specifically about this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that that is about specifically this? <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's look, the globe model was something that we were taught. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as we got into the class and you you walked into kindergarten, first things you learned was two plus two and that the earth is a globe. Sure. And yeah. the teacher would bring you around and you would put your little fingers and on where you wanted to travel to mm-hmm. all that and spin it around and point to the different countries. I want to go here. I want to go there. And so it was ingrained in us at this early age, not to say that the teachers had a malicious intent because it had also been ingrained into them. So, I mean, it's, it's just such, um, such a prominent deep seated already taken for granted ideology in this society that, you know, to question it makes you seem crazy because, I mean, the globe model, it spawns the big or it comes from the Big Bang, which science, they, they agree on that. Um, it denies the idea of a creator, which uh, which mainstream science is all about that. It 
gives way to space travel, uh, and NASA collects a hefty sum for for that. I believe it's about fifty six million dollars a day now. Yeah, uh, that NASA gets on a regular basis, or nineteen and a half billion, something like that. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, that's the annual budget for NASA. You know, fifty six million dollars a day. Yeah, but it, it's like. Society has been programmed so deeply with this globe model and the aspects of it. Like we, I mean, your favorite movies at this point, you know, the world loves the Avengers. Yeah. What's part of the Avengers is that whole space situation there, you know, uh, guardians of the galaxy is part of that. It, mm. It's it's like so ingrained in society, this yeah. whole globe. So, you know, for, for someone to come along and ask about that, they're like, wait, you stupid. Sure. Yeah. You know, that that's the smug attitude that we deal with on a regular basis. Although no one, no one has experienced the earth as a spinning ball. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you know, stillness when you feel it, you know, this when you go outside, if you were to stand in your driveway, the wind's not blowing there, there aren't any cars coming up the road. There's nothing going on around you. You just stand still for a few seconds. You understand stillness. You've never experienced the earth as a, as moving. Sure. Yeah. So, so then the theory, tell me, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. If there's like a nutshell version of, of, uh, you, what you put forth as, as it's not, it's not a globe. It is, uh, it's flat. Right. And it's, T- tell me, like, what is the Earth to to you? I be- I subscribe to uh, the azimuthal equidistant projection of the Earth. It's more the uh, it's kind of like my um, medallion. Okay, yeah. I have, or if you pull up a picture of the uh, United Nations logo, uh, I believe that the Earth is more closely related to that, and that the sun and the moon uh, make a clockwise circuit and i verified that um I, I actually traveled to alaska last year during summer solstice and got um you know two 24-hour time lapses of the sun making a 360 mm. uh, in, in the sky so I, that's that's actually what it does and I, I i try to set myself apart in the community by getting out and doing my own observations, doing my own experiments and, and you know, right. basically convincing myself of this whole. Right. This whole right. Situation. Right. Yeah. Um, what I, I think actually the first, the thing I think about the, the thing I wonder the most is uh-huh. what would you usually when I'm, when I come up, uh, what I mean, quote unquote conspiracy theory, when I, right. whether I agree with it or not, my, one of the first things I go to is what, like, what is, who benefits, I guess, like what, who, what's it for? Why does it exist? And what, if uh, not, why not the discrepancy between round or flat, but like, why, why is, why are, why are we being shielded from the truth? I, I guess is the question that I have for you. Well, uh, on the surface level, there's the idea of money. You know, as stated earlier, uh, NASA's yearly budget around nineteen and a half billion dollars, totaling out to about fifty-six million dollars a day 
to that organization. So uh, one major beneficiary is NASA. And, um, you know, NASA was uh, founded and, and, I mean, well, here, let me see. Yeah. NASA props up the heliocentric model, and the heliocentric model, uh, when broken down, is uh, helio, that's the, the sun god, helios, and uh, centric is in the center. So the globe model actually came from sun worshipers, that whole ideology, because the um, the the way that the world understood that the earth is it was always depicted in whatever culture that you can think of in Norse, um, old Swedish, Hebrew, um, Egyptian. All, all these, all these ancient cultures depicted the earth as flat with a dome over it. Mm. And the globe model is actually the new, the new idea. But we're not, we're not taught that. Mm. You know, we're, we're taught that. They figured out that the Earth is a globe two thousand years ago when Copernicus, or not Copernicus, when um, it was the the guy uh, Eratosthenes. Er, yeah, put, era something. Put, yeah, 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 yeah. Er, Eratosthenes put go. the sticks in the ground, and right, right, right. The shadow and all that, and the well know? and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 whole situation. So, you know, it, it it's like. You can't you can't really just get out here and you know talk about this stuff without ex- accepting that you're going to be persecuted. Of course, to yeah, some degree. sure, yeah. So you know that's that's life out here for it's sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> how? I mean, I, maybe you don't know, or maybe you have an idea, but I also would. I'm curious as to like <clears throat> how how have ha, this is the question actually. Ha, has there been anyone? who like has been peeled off from the, the the world of NASA or in the know that, that says what you say, like, is there like a, 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 a not a whistleblower, but like a, a someone from who, who claims to know who have worked, who has worked on the inside or seen, seen the machinations of it and says, this is fake what they're saying. And this is the truth. The flat earth or the, the globe denial flat earth is the, is the, the actual truth. Like, is there someone from, the no, quote unquote, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's a lady by the name of Cindy Holland. Uh, she was actually a NASA employee mm-hmm. and came out as a flat earther a few years ago. If you type in her name on YouTube, you could probably find a few interviews, by, uh, you know, that, that she's done. Yeah. But yeah, Cindy Holland, she, she used to work for NASA uh, for a long time. I believe she was in the Air Force, uh, got out. And uh, we ended up working for NASA for quite some time and uh, started to see that some things didn't quite add up. And, uh, you know, she, she kind of had a, I believe it was a, some sort of a non-disclosure act or a gag order uh-huh. uh, for the most part as far as, you know, what she had seen when she was, you know, still an employee. But, you know, she got out of there and, uh, yeah, she came out as a flat earther and just, yeah, it just kind of rails against NASA Got uh, last November. So, yeah, there there have been insiders. There's been a lot of pilots. You can find interviews with uh, former pilots Yeah, uh, that, that have, you know, will testify that the Earth is not 
you know, that the, that the airplanes during flight do not compensate for curvature. Right. Know? So they're saying they just go, they get up in the air, they go straight and there's no change. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. yeah because at, at that speed, you know, we're told the airplanes are traveling at 515 miles per hour. You know, they would have to dip the nose down like every few minutes or, or keep a constant downward tilt in order to compensate for the curvature. I myself, uh, when checked, I checked to see how airplanes fly, and I used a, a level to do so. And, um, you know, I recorded an experiment and uh, put that on YouTube, and that, that video actually went viral. Mm. Um, but what I did, I recorded 23 minutes and 45 seconds uh, once I put my level on the tray table. Mm -hmm. And I used a couple of ID cards to prop it up to where the bubble was centered in the middle. And I uh, recorded 23 minutes, 45 seconds on that plane, and the bubble stayed centered, mm -hmm. indicating that, you know, the level, you know how a level goes. Sure, yeah. This way, the bubble moves, you know. But if the bubble's centered, that means that the it's on a generally level or flat surface. So, I, you know, put the level on the tray table. I, I recorded, and the airplane traveling at 515 miles per hour for that length of time will have traveled 203.85 miles. And according to spherical trigonometry, the airplane should have had to dip the nose down in order to compensate for over five miles of curvature. Right. Okay. And that's from the, the numbers that we were given from our trusted scientific community. That's not some stuff that flat earthers came up with. That's that's the actual numbers that they use based on Eratosthenes' experiment with the sticks and shadows to determine the circumference of the Earth. Right, so, right, right, right. Okay. <clears throat> do you think that the people at NASA or or do you think that most people know and are lying or most people don't actually know? I'd like to think that uh, most people don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't think, well, you know, be, being that I was in the army once again, um, you know, there were things going on at the company level that I didn't know as a, as a team leader, you know, or as a squad leader, you know, um, the first sergeant doesn't always know what the sergeant major knows. The colonel doesn't always know what the four star general knows, you know? Uh -huh. So I, it, I believe it might've been. One, on a need-to-know basis based on uh, so-called rank uh, in, the, in the agency and um, that coupled with the idea that everybody was conditioned to believe in the globe model anyway, mm. they would just take it as a given that NASA is legit. So there's that also. And uh, I have one more thing on the tip of my tongue. Mm, compartmentalization, mm. but it kind of ties into the other one. You know, the idea that this is this is the section they work on this part of the rocket. This section over here, they work on the thrust. Um, these guys over here, they calibrate the uh, navigation system. You know, it's like they can compartmentalize into different departments and you know send all the pieces to a whole another different assembly area. Mm. So. Everybody doesn't know what everybody else is doing. Mm. You know? So so it, it's not necessary for everybody to know. Right. Who, it, 
you know, in my mind. Who, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, what, what do you have an idea in your mind? Like who, cause I, when I start to think about it, I just start to think about the specifics and I don't like who, I just don't know how the fuck you keep a secret like that. Like, it seems like such a big, big, massive secret. Who, obviously you don't know. Nobody would know if what you're putting forth is true. But who, who, like, who do you think actually does know? And and who do you think it's important to, to keep it this way? I mean, that's so many extrapolations, but I'm still curious. Like, I'm wondering if your head goes there because mine does. It's like, who, okay, who's keeping the secret? And how, like, how, it it seems so fucking hard to keep that secret that Mm -hmm. that i that i don't know if the incentive to keep the secret is enough is enough against the amount of work that it would take to actually keep it like do you know what i'm saying like it seems like it would be so hard to keep everybody in this sort of uh with this curtain over their eyes who do you think knows and is and, and is invested in perpetuating that well what i can tell you is that the upper echelons in these organizations i mean the people who are uh part of these secret societies the freemasons uh for example um they know i believe that they know but they're sworn to secrecy one of the oaths and you can find this online uh freemasonic oath um you can just type it in the search on google or DuckDuckGo. And one of the requirements uh, or one of the one of the things during one of these oaths, one of the earlier ones that they have to take, it it pretty much says if they tell any secrets that they can have their tongue ripped out or their throat cut. I mean, something like that. I I would not take that oath. That sounds a little too dangerous for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd run. Right. right. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan. (laughs) Um, and it, I mean, even, even that, if, you, if you're part of a group of people who say that if you tell our secrets, we're going to cut your throat, like, I mean, doesn't that send up a red flag? Like these people might be up to no good. That would for me, for sure. Yeah. It would send up a red yeah. flag immediately. Yeah. Dude, me too. Me <laughs> to one time I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good on it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, look. If those guys at the top are sworn to that oath, because they are they are Masons, a lot of the a lot of NASA um, astronauts, if not all of them, for crying out loud, are Masons. They're, they're, so they're part of a secret society that does take an oath not to tell secrets to you know any outsiders. So so many people sworn to secrecy. So many departments of compartmentalization within the organization um so many different levels of government that have these documents that are you know uh uh, that are sealed Mm. some have been declassified some have been unsealed recently um but you know it it doesn't seem too hard to keep that secret with those factors Mm. in place so what because it's not going on with a lot of people who already believe in the globe anyway. Right, right, right. It's just going to perpetuate itself anyway. And if no one knows, no yeah. one's going to know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I, my next question would be, what about like, because there's plenty of testimonials of experiences of actual astronauts, people who have been to space. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you say to, like, how does that, 
they're obviously they're lying or or what? Like, what is that to you? Um, it, I believe it's all a stage play. You know, it, it's all being done in these studios. Um, they use a lot of green screens, wires, harnesses. We've seen these things in videos. There's been a few times where there will be a computer glitch. Uh, there's been times where one astronaut would uh, go around a corner and then, then he would kind of disappear before he actually got around the turn and all that. I mean, you've seen so many different videos because by the time you, um, you know, go deep into this, mm-hmm. and it's usually people's experience to just kind of binge to, you know, uh, on this new information. Mm. So by the time you get through your binge initially, you've already come across a lot of stuff that, um, you know, just kind of locks it in for you. It's like, we don't, we don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to, uh, yeah. going to go against society. Right, right, right. Yeah. Deal with endless ridicule. We don't, we don't do that, you know, but, but we just come across this stuff after a while. So, uh, you know, it, it comes to a point to where we're like, nah, it, it probably wouldn't be so hard because think about how many people, and you've said you've seen my videos. If you yeah. read in the comment section, you see how so many people oppose the idea, you know, you, you start to ask yourself, are they paid or not? Mm. Either way, we had, we face great opposition yeah. in society. So, you know, it, it's not even a matter of the secret not getting out. Flat Earth is expanding. There's more people uh, waking up to this every day. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, they could have kept the secret, but right? It's our experience. Yeah, you know, we're just trusting our our senses. Right. You know, so it's like I, a logic, common sense kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's that's the approach that I take with it. You know, um, just just simple things. You know, I'll, I'll have a friend across a ten mile stretch of water, and he's got a a laser, and I got an audience of one hundred and fifty people uh, over that ten point three mile stretch of water, and he shines his laser directly where I am on the other side of the water. Now that ten point three miles, that should have that should have been about I want to say about seventy two and a half feet of curvature between us. You know. Mm. But but I was able to see the source of that blue uh, laser due to direct line of sight over a large flat body of water. Right. Well, I've seen though. I've seen I've seen boats go off into the horizon and they disappear bottom first. Right. I mean, I, I've never tried what you're saying, but I've just experientially, I, yeah. I've seen it disappear and go down. And to my eye, does look like it would appear to be curved though. Right. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's just the way that your eyes work. Uh, they call that the law of perspective. You know, your your vision is kind of shaped like a cone, okay? It's like there there's a point in the middle from where you where your eyes go out, and everything on the peripherals kind of go like flows into that point. It's the vanishing point is what it's called. It's like when you're on the freeway and you see – the lines on the lanes all seeming to converge mm. in the distance, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So it's like, so it's like a, even if you're on a flat road, even if you're on a flat road and you stop on the side of the road and you just keep looking down the road, eventually you're going to come to a point to where those lines all seem to converge. Now, I, I ask you, 
did the cars go over the curvature? No, they just can't got to a point so far away that they they left your field of vision and they're just they're just gone. Mm. And now we're you know I'm not Superman. He can't see <laughs> forever, you know. So people ask the question, why can't you see? Um, why can't you go to the east coast of the U.S. and see Spain, something like mm. that? You know, uh, there there's a lot of uh, atmospheric factors, um, you know, the density gradient of the air, you know, just like if when you're underwater, uh, you can't you can't see for a great distance because of the, the density of the water. Surely you can see further out here in the medium of the oxygen, but you're not going to be able to see forever because there's going to be stuff, you know, rain, dust, dew, mist. Uh, fog, smog, smoke, I mean, you know, mm. other atmospheric disturbances. And, you know, that, that impedes you from being able to see forever. Sure, but, yeah. Yeah, everything just goes into the vanishing point, basically. Okay. So what what is, what's at the end? I mean, if it's flat, what go, what's at the end? And, and I actually, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that's an easy answer. I don't know, I don't think I, I know that, like, there's, there's, Tell, yeah, just tell me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, want to put words okay. in Okay, so, 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 so here, here's, where, here's where people get upset. Okay. Right? I promise I will they're, not they're, be getting upset, but all right, let's have it. No, no, not you, not okay, you. Okay, I okay. mean, like, in the, in the community, because there, there's division. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, this, yeah. With this whole idea. Now, now there's uh, people who prescribe to a flat earth with a dome okay. overhead. Okay. And uh, there, there's people who prescribe to the idea of an infinite plane wherein this system that we're in earth um you know there's other land masses or other other lands like if this is a pond like there's a vast field of ice on the outside but in in that vast field of ice there are other ponds okay so you know there and that goes on on an infinite plane some people believe in that some people believe in um the the idea of like the cosmic egg where there's three different levels of you know circular flat earth you know other lands out there so i i find myself leaning more towards flat earth with a dome um that that's that's more what i lean towards so according to that model and what i prescribe to mm-hmm. Uh, on that model, the 360-degree perimeter is the shoreline of Antarctica. Okay. And, and people refer to that as the ice wall. And the basic idea of containing water – well, not, not even containing water, but well, water, in order to display a level surface, has to be contained. Sure. And the idea is that the the ice wall um, is what contains the water and keeps it keeps it all level. So there's no falling off the edge because there's a 200 plus foot wall of ice that you're going to bump into if you head out in any direction. Has anyone ever, to your knowledge, like tried to go all the way to that? Uh, there was an explorer. Um, uh, he was, I don't want to say he was Dutch. I could be wrong. His name was Jarl Andhoy. And he, um, he captained a boat called the Berserker. And he took a crew of guys uh, out to Antarctica. 
without getting the proper permissions from the governing bodies. And uh, he was he was arrested. And he was actually arrested twice. Uh, but there was a situation where uh, some people from his crew died. And there are some people who feel like the people from his crew were, you know, murdered. Because they but, knew or something like that. Is that yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So I mean, you know, that that there's that. So yes, there has been someone to venture out there. And then there was uh, also Admiral Richard Byrd. Uh he was one of the uh I believe the youngest admiral um in the that the Navy had uh, you know, during the time that he had served. He made Admiral at a really young age. Uh, he was like uh, kind of the Indiana Jones of his time. He got out and he was able to make a name for himself as a famous explorer. And one of the things that he did was went to the North Pole and uh, he took a Navy fleet out there to go search around and he got unlimited funding or, you know, a pretty good sum of money from the government to uh, back his exploration and in some other uh, explorations, uh, other missions, he went to the South Pole. We went to uh, Antarctica to explore there. And, um, yeah, he actually, you know, came back with pretty much the same, uh, you know, same same uh, dialogue about there being other lands. Mm. He said that, said that he sailed out so far uh, south, uh, off the tip of South America, I believe, and, uh, you know, got got to this huge ice wall, and then they had to find a way to get up on top of this huge ice shelf and just traveled inland uh, so far, or out, outward so far, and then they came to another, another land. Damn. Uh, larger, you know, a landmass larger than the continental United States. I need to fucking check that shit out. I haven't read anything about that. Um, so, okay. So there's a disagreement. Is it like, is there like actual infighting within the community about which one is correct? Or is it just like, there are several theories we don't know, but we do know it's flat or there are people that are like, no, it's this and you guys. Yeah. yeah? So it's like serious fighting then within the community. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it's like eh, such, such contention. uh, Interesting. Yeah, it it throws me off a little bit because it's like, you know, you you have your different different people who have their different beliefs. I mean, there's a lot of people who go back to the Bible once they come into uh, the the flat Earth cosmology because it matches up so so well to Scripture. You know, there's over 200 Bible verses that support uh, flat and stationary Earth. Um, so. You know, there's a lot of people who go go that route, and then there's you know uh, another group of people who are like, stop with the Bible stuff. You can't use the Bible to prove flat Earth. You gotta stick more to the science and all that. And you know, they it's, it's, there's a lot of infighting. Sure, yeah, <laughs> there's lots of infighting. That's interesting. And, I didn't know um, that. I didn't know that. You mentioned religion. It, you mentioned the Bible. Is there is there a lot of overlap with the uh any religious communities or is that is it secular and religious like is it is there overlap with that because 
I'm familiar with some of what you just said about their this sort of idea that people claim that stuff in the Bible does back up this account. Also, there's like the age of the earth thing. Like, is there is there a lot of overlap with that, or is it is it more just like random all, all walks of of life, ideologically speaking? Um, th- there's all walks of life, ideologically speaking, mm. uh, different religions, but. I don't think there are any atheists mm. in flat earth. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, the what we come to, just just, just if, if we can just consider the idea of the Big Bang. The idea of the Big Bang, along the lines of nothing exploded into something and created somewhere along the line millions of years. Um of development different planets forming from this and that and a little gravity thrown in there to turn everything into a sphere right so we're 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 taught that and when you look at the perfection of the system you look at the consistencies you look at how things are are just kind of kind of working like clockwork you know that doesn't that doesn't scream chaos mm. an explosion started this an explosion set this all into motion in this this perfect way i like okay every day is going to be 23 hours and you know 59 minutes and 35 seconds or something like that you know it's like every day is the same length you know you have this same moon cycle every 28 days it's a full moon 14 days after that it's a it's a new moon and you can't even see it you know yeah in between that it's a half moon it's a crescent and it just continues this 28 day cycle day after day after day after month after month after year decade century millennia it's a perfectly functioning timepiece it makes no sense to some of us Mm. To a lot of us mm. that such precision can come from something as chaotic as an explosion. It makes no sense. So you're saying the the, the globe denial sort of naturally aligns with a, an entity creating the universe. Is that right? Yes. Okay. In okay. my opinion. Right, right, right. I got you. Okay. Um yeah, well, well, I mean, the whole idea of this place working like a clock, do you know of any timepiece that did not have someone build it? No, I think the thing that I subscribe to, though, uh, if you're asking, I, I, for me, it's like if, it's a, if space and time are around, excuse me, long enough, it's, it's basically the many worlds theory. If, if space and time are around long enough, then anything sure. that can happen or might happen either is happening or has happened or will eventually happen. And so for me, I subscribe to that stuff easily enough because I think when it comes to time, it's so impossible for me to wrap my head around that I sort of surrender to the idea that forever is something that I'll never understand. And so the idea that this happened so, so long ago, 14 billion years is absolutely unfathomable to me. And For this to have come from that nothing, as you describe it, that is believable to me. But what you're saying, I think I get what you're saying. That's why I asked about the alignment between sort of 
a religious community and the flat earth community because I'm wondering if there is if there is a, an origin alternative in the way that there is the Big Bang for someone like me who believes in the globe. Like, is there a, I guess, quote unquote, scientific idea of how the earth in your eyes, as you see it, began? Or is it more of a religious sort of ideology, so to speak, where it's like there was a creator, whether that was God in his robe in the fucking sky or whatever you want to say, or like some more vague thing. I mean, that sort of, I think those two things kind of do go hand in hand, I I guess. Or is there like that origin version, whereas I would say the Big Bang, is there a version that you would say or, or your community would say that is more like the scientific without God version of it? Um, I haven't come across mm. that. Yeah. I haven't come across that. I got really, you. It's always, everything points back to a creator. Got everything it. points back to it. Um, you know, the, the way that this place functions, the way that, you know, we, ha- we have the seasons every year. Um, the idea that we have this symbiotic relationship with trees. I mean, we breathe out carbon, the trees breathe out oxygen. They eat the carbon. We breathe the oxygen, you know, and we we create this relationship. Um, The idea of a seed being put into dirt, uh, growing out of it, growing leaves, the leaves um, synthesizing the the sun and creating, turning that into food itself. Like how how it it just it, it seems really far fetched for those type of things to work together, those type of relationships to come about without someone or something making those two things to work the way that they do. The randomness of an explosion creating some like such order, it's, it's about as crazy sounding to us as a bomb going off in a junkyard and a perfectly formed Ferrari comes from the ashes. That would, be, that would be rad, but yeah, it sounds unlikely. If you put it like that, it's, I, I don't believe that would happen, but maybe if you did it enough times, that might happen. If you did it like an yeah, endless yeah. amount of times, maybe that Ferrari would, would end up there. I don't know. You, you'd like to think so, <laughs> but I mean, that would, that would have to be a lot of explosions. Yeah, 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 a yeah. lot of explosions. I mean, we're talking about with the paint job and everything. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Cherry red and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. We're, yeah. we're on the same page. Very <laughs> red, you know. So. Um, well, I guess I mean before I let you go, I'm curious. I think I, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but like, what is the thing that is there a thing where you point to where you say, if someone showed me that, and let's say in a perfect world you could verify this somehow, like, is there something that could be shown to you? to make you believe in the globe model? I would start to take a closer look at believing the globe model. There's still going to be a lot of things that I'm going to have to cope with, a lot of hurdles that I'm going to have to get over. But if someone could show me a rocket taking off from Earth, I want a camera strapped to that thing, a GoPro, maybe not a GoPro because it creates an artificial curve with the fisheye lens and all. Mm. But... Get a camera facing towards the ground, hook that thing up to to some sort of computer, 
I want cameras facing outward, one one camera facing down, maybe a camera facing up. Line up these three videos next to each other. Live stream that rocket taking off from the ground. The ground shrinking from, okay, that's the ground. Okay, that's the town. That's the city. That's the state. That's the continent. Okay, there's a globe. You, you show me the ground turning into a globe nonstop. I'll sit there and I'll watch that. Mm. Show me that and I might come around. Mm. What would, for you, what would happen if, like, let's say they did that, right? And your theory is correct. What would bear out if they, if they actually, let's say, attempted that? Because if a, in your, in your model, like the, the rocket goes up and if it's in a dome, does it hit an actual like level of, if it goes far enough, does it just crash into something or is there like a, um, does it actually go into space? Like, are the other planets actually there? Is space as we believe in it, have understood it real? Is it just the Earth that this, that you believe is not what we're being told by NASA? Or does that also include space? Like, can a rocket even go into space in, in your eyes? Um, no. Okay, so it would just <laughs> crash into some shit up there, yeah? Yeah, okay. if, if, a rocket, if the rockets went straight up. Now, now here's something for you to do. A little homework assignment. All right, let's do it. You can, you can, knock, you can knock this out in 15 minutes tomorrow if you want. Okay. Watch, watch a couple of NASA's rocket launches. You're going to see them go straight up for a little while. Yeah. And they're going to start to curve off to the side. And then they just kind of like seem to go back downward. Hmm. Seriously. Yeah, no, it I haven't is, seen. I wouldn't like, know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watch their trajectory. It's like after a while they go they go horizontal. After hmm. a little while, you're like, wait a minute, in space, that space way, is that way. <laughs> yeah, why are you going? Why are you going off that way? You're supposed to be going straight up. And actually, there's one video where these guys send a rocket. They do actually send a rocket straight up. Actually, no. There was a video that um, a lady sent to me a while ago. Uh, it was an amateur balloon. It was amateur balloon footage uh, done by a, a school, I want to say, and the the balloon got up to a certain altitude, and it it exploded. But there was a point where the camera was falling back down. Mm. Mind you, while while the balloon was was um, gaining altitude, got up to about one hundred and seventeen thousand feet something like that, uh, maybe more. And it, it showed the horizon and it was, it was perfectly level. Uh, it was flat. And, um, the camera starts to fall after the balloon pops. And there was a point where it looked like the balloon exploded and kind of stayed in one spot. Mm. Like, like the camera had fallen like 20, 30 feet. And then it looks back up and the balloon looks like it's still suspended inside of something mm. that was dense enough to actually keep it up there. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning towards the idea that there are, there are levels of thickness um, to, to actually attempting to penetrate the dome. So um, if you went straight up, you just hit that is, is what you think. Well, yeah. First off, you're—I mean, it's gonna like the the oxygen is gonna get really thin. Um, then, you know, it's gonna get really cold. Uh, that's one thing that we that that was uh, seen from the footage from that uh, hot air balloon 
or that that um that weather balloon and uh you know it's just going to get to a point to where you're just not going to be able to go up anymore like you're going to bump into a, a, a layer of matter that is impenetrable i'm, I'm not going to say exactly what it is sure yeah. I, don't, I don't know but you can't get through that you can't get through it all right people have tried actually there was one one situation long time ago um i want to say it was not operation high jump i forget operation fishbowl i want to say um where i believe it was i want to say nasa i'm pretty sure i'm drawing a blank right now i want to say nasa but um or or part of the u.s government either way it was operation fishbowl and what happened was the whatever this organization was they were shooting missiles straight up uh and trying to uh test the limits of how high they can send these rockets and uh there's video of these rockets kind of uh impacting something so so high and then exploding outward and it, it looked like they would stop at about the same place no they were they were testing the um you know, the, the height of the dome. Well, and but like, there's a lot of information out there, man. I can tell you that. What about, all right, last question. What about like not astronaut shit, not stuff like that, but like I've like just stuff I've seen, like the pictures from outer space of the globe, footage of outer space on a satellite, let's say that you, to you, that's just in a studio you said earlier. Is that what you're saying? Uh, like, that's just like, well, yeah. Well, as far, as far as the pictures of the earth go, there was an interview. Um, you may have, come across it you may not have just yet uh look look up this guy nasa engineer uh designer his name is rob simmon um he, he actually does an interview and he's talking about how he uh puts together the images he, he put together the image the the default screen on your iphone the globe yeah that blue marble he was the guy who put that together mr blue marble and um you know, he's talking to this lady about how he took the clouds out and he adjusted the uh, blue of the ocean based on the degree of phytoplankton, how he adds in the specular highlight, the, the little, you know, glow from the sun being over this area, and then puts the clouds back in. And, and you know, he's adjusting tents and all that. And he's telling her how he creates these images. Hmm. He's creating images, basically. And there was a point where he said verbatim, it is photoshopped, but it has to be. He actually said that during mm. that interview. So, he, I mean, just, just look it up, man. I'm, I'm telling you, go punch in Google pictures of Earth. Like Photoshop to make it look cooler or Photoshop like ground up? He just designed Photoshop. it out of nothing. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Basically, Basically, uh, he says that they took strips of data from satellites and all that and then kind of spliced them together and then had to put in uh, little areas where there were um, was space in between the strips of data. So it was just kind of throwing stuff out there and then, you know, just wrap the image around a ball. Basically, it's like you can you can do that in Photoshop mm. with, with, with any image if you want to. I've, I've done that or um. Uh, 
work with a friend of mine uh, um, working on that whole idea of wrapping images mm. around ball like that. Uh, he was helping with, with, with a video. But, yeah, anybody anybody could do that, wrap that image around. You can make it a square. You can make it a cube, rectangle, whatever, you know. For sure. Uh well, dude, I really appreciate your time. I don't know if there's anything you want to share with my audience before I let you go, something you want to plug, anything, I don't know. But I really enjoyed having you on the show, man. I appreciate your time. All right. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Um, you know, anything, what, what I would tell people is, uh, you know, don't don't dismiss everything offhand. Um, trust your senses. Do your own research. Um, do your own experiments. See if you can find curvature somewhere. See if you can detect motion some way or another. You know, um, this is this is the world you live in. And what if you were deceived about it? You know, ask yourself that. So that's what I'll leave you with. All right, thanks, Daryl. I really, again, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you have a good night, and uh, hopefully, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, thanks, man. Take care. Da 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 da